0: Good morning and happy Tuesday. Welcome to the last day of the month.
1: And that means it's the last day of Movember. You'll see some particularly hairy upper lips around town today. Make sure to donate if that's something you want to do.
0: I do love a charity, but I am even more excited to see Sam with normal facial hair after today. Turning our attention to news, and unfortunately we are still speaking about the Omicron variant. Sam, take us through what's happening.
1: So yesterday, Health Minister Greg Hunt announced that the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisations, we know them as ATAGI, will reveal view advice and time frames for vaccine booster shots amid the spread of the Omicron COVID-19 variant. The federal government's now seeking advice on whether the current 6-month timeframe to receive the booster shot should be shortened. We've heard 4 months being thrown around a lot.
0: South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has called for countries to overturn the travel bans that have been put on the nation amid the spread of the Omicron COVID-19 variant. Now, Australia, for one, has adopted some restrictions for people coming in from these countries, as have many other nations across the world. After the variant was flagged first by South African scientists just days ago, Ramaphosa has labelled the restrictions as, quote, scientifically unjustified.
1: And in some tech news this morning, regulatory changes will now enable telecommunications companies in Australia to have access to additional data around scams. And this is all meant to help us identify and block scam text messages. The changes mean the companies can now use more sophisticated technology and algorithms to try to stop the messages. According to the ACCC's scam Watch, Australians have lost $87 million to phone call and text message scams so far in 2021 alone.
0: You don't want to know how long it took us to find the good news this morning, and we will not tell you, but we can tell you today is Giving Tuesday. So Giving Tuesday falls on the Tuesday after the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving, and it's seen as the antidote to the consumer craziness of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So the event encourages people and organizations to come together and donate either goods, voices, services to celebrate the work of the not-for-profit sector. On this day in 2020, charities in the U.S. raised an astounding $3.5 billion.
1: So this morning we wanted to cover a story that snuck through to the keeper of this podcast because of that silly little variant. A big announcement from Prime Minister Scott Morrison he made on Sunday regarding social media laws. Here's what Morrison said on the weekend.
0: The online world shouldn't be a a wild west. Where, where bots and, and bigots and trolls and others can just anonymously harm people and hurt people, harass them and bully them
1: and, and sledge them. So Zara, this is big news, especially for us in the news industry. But for everybody online, this is a big step for the regulation of social media companies. We haven't really seen this happen anywhere else in the world. What's the key parts of the proposed legislation here?
0: So there are a couple key points. Firstly, the proposed legislation will reverse the High Court's decision earlier this year that meant that news publishers were to be held responsible for harmful comments made in their comment section. Sam and I spoke about this at length. It was really worrying for publishers like us. This is a big move that the government has taken. It's overriding, essentially, this Vola High Court decision. Secondly, the legislation will give social media companies a defence from being the publisher of the harmful post or comment if they can show that they have a complaints procedure in place for defamatory and harmful posts. So that means that the social media companies essentially need to have an Australian operation that has a complaints mechanism inbuilt in
1: its systems. So let's break that down a little bit. Let's imagine that you have seen a comment from a bully on social media. You can now, under this proposed legislation, report that comment to the platform. The platform then has to make sure that they review that comment. And here's the interesting bit. If the platform decides that it's not worthy to be taken down or fails to have the correct procedures in place, a federal court in Australia can actually order the social media company to hand you the details of the person who posted, even if they have a username that isn't a real name. So essentially, if they're an online troll. These details could include things like an email address, a mobile phone number. And the reason why you'll be able to get those details now is if you want to pursue a civil action against them. So if you want to sue them for defamation online. The idea is basically to make sure that social media companies have nowhere to run with this kind of thing, that they have to take responsibility. Interestingly, they also talked about the fact that they know that social media companies are going to have a lot of cash and they're going to be ready to defend themselves in these suits In some news that was reported last night, there's even a consideration by the federal government to have a community justice type model to help fund the ability to sue somebody for online trolling. And and Zara, this really highlights a key issue with the proposed legislation that has been highlighted a number of times in the two days since. And that is the access to legal services. It's the ability to actually sue somebody. And that isn't accessible for everyone. If we look at who has taken major defamation actions in the last 12 months, it's high profile journalists, it's politicians, it's people with access to resources. And so whilst the government's clearly acknowledged that this is an issue with the planned community justice model, it's really going to stand in the way for a lot of people, a lot of young people especially, taking a legal action against an online troll. The other key concern with the proposed legislation is whether social media companies actually have the data that will be required by the court in the case that a troll is reported. And if they don't, what extra mechanisms they're going to have to put in place to gather that data? Now, this might be a deal breaker for some social media companies who might decide that it's not even worth being present in Australia if they are forced to ask users for mobile phone numbers and email addresses and the like. Anonymity online has become a key attraction for some social media platforms. So the fact that this now really won't be available on the major social players is going to be a fascinating decision for these tech giants to grapple with.
0: Obviously, laws like this have to be passed in Parliament, so it's interesting to note that Federal Opposition Leader Anthony Albanese said the Labor would be waiting to see the actual detail in the laws before deciding on a position either way. He did say, though, that it was not unreasonable to suggest that social media companies should know the identity of their users. He said, and I quote, "...it shouldn't be beyond the capacity of social media to be able to identify people who are engaged in inappropriate activity online." He said just like if someone in a public space says something that's defamatory or inappropriate or hurtful, they're doing it face-to-face, you can identify them. He then went on to make the argument that people shouldn't be able to be anonymous on Twitter or anywhere else really if they're engaging in inappropriate activity and that is certainly something we have heard from the government too.
1: And it's something that the Australian public seem to get behind as well. In a recent poll published in the Sydney Morning Herald, 70% of those surveyed thought that you should not be able to remain anonymous online. So it's, it's certainly hitting a sore point for a lot of Australians. Well,
0: I think that we should be asking our audience what they think. So we'll put up a poll today and we'll definitely be interested to hear what you, the TDA audience, actually think about this legislation and the idea and the premise that underpins it.
1: Feel free to vote on your normal Insta account or on your Finsta. doesn't matter now, but we might be able to unearth your true identity. That's all we've got time for today on the podcast. We would love to hear from you on what you think of the proposed legislation. Have a vote, have a comment, and we'll speak to you tomorrow.